Blog Talk Radio. Warning. You have entered the realm of the gods. So give us your mind and your full attention. So you say you deal with esoteric information? I never heard of such. Well, you're in for a treat. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Eileen L. Bay dropping jewels every day. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Eileen L. Bay dropping jewels every day. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. So you claim to be a god? Damn right I'm a god. The maker, the owner, cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, god of the So get your notepad, it's more than an hour full Watch your job, the crew with watch us talk Indigenous to the land, wherever we stand First world order, we bring it at home in the first quarter Invisible lines don't apply, we cross borders Silly rabbit, knowledge for God No matter where you resign, Lodge, Temple of Mars So don't fret or proceed with hesitation Just tune in to Blog Talk to get the information Peace Whether you suffer from pain in your back To aches in your knees Come on down and purchase you some ancestral tea to get rid of all the parasites, toxins, and fleas. Spiritual elevation for cosmic gravitation. So put away the patience, because there's no time to be wasted. Oh, 
just when I'm riding on the city streets, never really miss a beat. To the point of no return, lest I turn another cheek. Catch me on my dated box, smooth as I wanna be. Just being me, never chilling with the wannabes. God in the flesh, dated bad sister latches. But cosmic history is more than they can understand it. My melanated skin, star brush from the astro. I made a dark energy created from black holes. No dissect, the only one you can lean on. I got some scoopers that y'all can break y'all weed on. Our here's Martin Luther King and slave ships. But what about the underwater cities and spaceships? My mystical mind, we had a government covering. But if the old man tip will fly away like a mothership, where African people wear the rear and the knocking, wearing feathers on their heads just to prove feet taller than me. through the transition and it's all she wrote. Put on my hockey game, my Jesus reached back to the post. Hey, back, my angel time to bring heaven on earth. I was the last daughter child that returned to the birth. We going through the transition and it's all she wrote. Put on my hockey game, my Jesus reached back to the post. Yo, don't look at me the same, I ain't nothing like I used to be Upgraded daily through the lies and all the foolery My dream became lucid, I travel back in time Collecting life data for my subconscious mind That father let me know that anything is possible By pulling down the universe through my crown chakra Manipulate the energy, is all an illusion Knowing who you are kills all the confusion Why 85% judge off my appearance? I use alchemy to create the world potential My lyrics turn divas right back in the queens White dope boys the same twice appearing back on the scene Everybody gone mad, blame the media outlet The new black Hollywood chosen straight out of the project Bobo agenda war, sucking up to the master While the whole community going up in disaster We going through the transition and it's all she wrote Put on my hockey game, my Jesus reached back to the post Came back, my angel time to bring heaven on earth I was the last daughter child that returned to the earth We going through the transition and it's all she wrote Put on my hockey game, my Jesus reached back to the post Once again, with your host, Dr. Eileen Bay, and we are here at the First World Order. No doubt about it, this is the best radio sounds, and you are now listening to the show for tonight, the metaphysical programming of Roots and the Slave Reboot, or the Slave Mentality Reboot. All right, get that title. Once again, the metaphysical programming of Roots and the Slave Mentality Reboot. All right, that's the name for the night show. Let me bring on my co-host, Brother L. Are you here? And I'll tell you, Washington East, Dr. Aline. Yeah, Washington East. Grand Sheik, how you doing tonight? Chief, doing how you well, doing? brother. All right, all right. No doubt about it. We got a good show for the night, and you know what the topic is. We talked about it last night. Yep. So this weekend yes, is... Right, the metaphysical program, the roots, and the slavery mentality reboot. All right, um, brother L, I know you got something to drop on it because you called me and, and informed me what was really going on. Um, I still ain't got a chance to watch it yet, but everybody remember the first one, so it can't be too far away from it. But of course, it was some upgrade. So, you know, let's talk about that for a minute. Well, you know, like I said before, 
they had when they first came on, you know, they had a story about when Kuta Kente was first born. But before Kuta Kente was first born, they had showed where the uh, Moors was against the other Moors who was uh, against slavery, slavery, and especially enslaving their own people. They showed this one faction fighting against the other, you know, uh, which they didn't show in the in the, uh, the original root story. Uh, so mm-hmm. then on this one, they had uh, quite a few sisters and brothers wearing turbans, which they didn't do in the right. story of roots. And uh, but it's still propagating the same thing. I saw it again last night. And uh, like you know, the, the usual slave story, routine. You know, dogging the brothers out, you know, torturing them, cutting their feet off, raping the sisters. You know, uh, it goes on and on and on. You know, uh, it has certain things that he had trained his daughter to speak of uh, a little of his, of his language, the Badinka language, which they didn't have in the first roots. But it had Chicken George, not Chicken George, but Fiddler. Fiddler had, had got killed last night in the second episode, fighting these Europeans. Because in the first, the first, oh. in the first group, that uh, Fiddler had died of old age. You know exactly. Yeah, he died of old age in the first roots, but in this one, right? Yeah, he died fighting. You know, he went down fighting. And it had it. Like I said, it, it have a different look, different format to it, you know, but it's still propagating right. the same thing. You know, uh, they want to propagate this us being the victims. You know, we the victims, you know. And uh, this is all they're showing, you know. Of course, you and I both know they ain't going to never show us enslaving Europeans. You know, they'll show us enslaving each other, or our own people, right. but never Europeans. So this is... Right. This is what's going on. Mm. Well, that's interesting that you spoke about um, Fitler getting killed. Of course, we know in the original one that was played by Lou Gossett Jr. Mm-hmm. And we know that, obviously, um, Kuta Kinte, well, Toby, uh, Kuta Kinte, as he was young, was played by um, the brother from um, Reading Rainbow. <laughs> All right? Mm-hmm. And then as he got older, you know, we know it was John Amos um, who um, played Kuta Kinte. Now, right. it's interesting that John um, Amos came out recently um, and spoke about saying that Roots remake shows Hollywood is creatively bankrupt. Mm. This is what he said. He said that Hollywood is creatively bankrupt. And he goes on. I'm going to read the article. He says, Amos is it. John Amos isn't known for biting his tongue, and that um, that has been well documented, especially when his character James was killed off of good times. But now the Roots remake is airing soon, and the actor has voiced his opinion about the History Channel series and how he's not sure that it would be as impactful as the original version was. Roots, which originally aired on ABC in January 1977, was the most watched series at that time with the award to prove his impact. Amos, who played the adult Toby in the original series, spoke to the um, Huffin 
um, Huffington um, Post about why the remake may not do as well as the original. He said, I guess that it would be contingent upon how well it's done, but I don't think that it's going to have the same impact for a number of reasons, he said. One, the circumstances that Root was made originally showed under um, shown under was totally different circumstances than today. Today, there seems to be a tremendous, tremendously more programming. What what do you say? He says today there seems to be tremendously more programming mm. that has black subject matters and black characters both on screen and behind the scenes, and it exists with the development of the original. So much time has passed. In fact, um, damn near 40 years, 39 mm-hmm. years, to be right in his back. And he goes on and he says, him took a swipe at Hollywood and said that the History Channel decided to remake Bruce's further evidence for the most part that Hollywood is creatively bankrupt. They have to keep going back to what has been done and what's successful because they're pretty much out of fresh ideas. But now they say Amos has a problem sharing his opinion. So he has made that statement. You know, what you think about that, Brother L, you know, about what he's saying is? Oh, I, I think it's very true, you know, because, they, uh, like you said, even in the music industry, it's the same way. <clears throat> they always uh, taking certain tones and off uh, old music and put it with the new. The same thing with Hollywood. You know, they losing all their creativity. They ain't creating no, they mm-hmm. always, uh, like the man from Uncle, you know, that came up when I was about 10, 11 years old, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, that that's just for an example, you know. But a lot of it turned out to be a flop because a lot of the younger generation didn't know who these characters was, you know. Right. It, it, it didn't it did it didn't fly. You know, same thing with Roots today. You know, uh, plus you got a lot more conscious out here than you did in, 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 uh, than preceding history. You know, but uh, but you know it was a different time. But this is you know than it was today. So, like I said, the same old thing. You know, like Twelve Years a Slave, uh, 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 Django Unchained. Uh, this other uh, slavery uh, series that comes on uh, WGN in Chicago. And matter of fact, they're going to have a second se- season to it. There's, there's, I forget the name of the movie, but it's a TV mm. premiere. And they're going right. to have a second season. You know, and I, they, I'm not wondering why are they coming out with all these slavery movies, you know. And this is right. to propagate, to keep the people thinking that we are the only one, we are the only ones that made victims and not anyone right. else. Right, as well as you know. also dis- disconnect us from the land. Yes, you know, uh, he said in the movie uh, yesterday, Gunther Kente was saying that, uh, God, I hate this country. I hate America. You know, I hate America. That's, that's a sign right there to discuss, disconnect us uh, from this, from this, from the land, you know. Well, we Americans, we the Aboriginal Indigenous American, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked in the etymology dictionary of what Aboriginal meant. Ab meaning the very first. 
and Chambers right. Etymological Dictionary. I mean, the very first original, okay, I mean, the very first original people. You know, mm. so I mean, uh, you know, we we know we know that was one called Morocco, uh, El Morocco. You know, El Morocco. You know, we know this. You know, but they but they never talked about anything after being connected to America, to the American continent. And like I said, this is again they propagating. Uh, this, this, like I said, this connected us from uh, from the American continent, from the Alma Rocks. You know, what they call America's today. And this right. is what all is about. And, and, and the thing is, too, is that what we found out about Alex Haley is that not only was he, you know, more than a 20-year veteran in the military, um, the Navy, you know, but the man plagiarized roots and made up the story of Kinta Kente, Kuta Kente, you know, and he was sued by Harold Carlander. Hmm. That I didn't know. Yeah, he was sued by um, Harold Carlander, a a, a pal, Albion, who was the author of a book called African in the 1970s. Mm. And for the plagiarism, he had to cough up $500,000 to court. Harold Carlander won against Alex Haley in court $500,000 for plagiarism. Hmm. Alex Haley is a goddamn Cherokee. <laughs> You're straight up boy. Right. He's not he's not from um his ancestry um um wasn't recently from Africa. He made the story up. So I don't I, I, I wonder did he know that? Of course he did. That's why he would not answer my damn questions when I confronted him. <laughs> A couple of years before he died, um, when he came to my school, my other mother, um, Southern State University, that's the reason why he went and um, um, talked to me. He just he just looked at me, put his head down, and signed the damn um, book, and then basically told me, you know, to get on, you know, get on on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he didn't say it, but, you know, his actions showed that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, this 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 slavery thing. Is a um, fantastic tale of Europeans who didn't have the technology to distill water. You uh-huh. know, I went, I went for uh, for a person to, to show me how the Albion was able to take salt water over a three to four month voyage and transform it into fresh water without a distillation process. They okay? could, but they didn't have that kind of technology. Right, or you know, how much water would they have needed to put on a ship? That can hold two to five hundred people, you know, in order to make the trip for three to four months. Being that, you know, you can only go without water for a week, a week and a half or so, you know, before you dehydrate, you know, and you know, at least by the week and a half, you know, going into the second week, it's critical. You, you, you about to die. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and remember now, this this we have sodas and teas and lemonade and you know shit like that. That's right. Um, per se, you know, we didn't have that type of stuff in which that we were just able to um 
know, pop a damn top and, you know, and, and go on and, and start swigging. You know, that wasn't that type of thing. You know, how could anyone survive traveling by a boat? Allegedly being strapped down as they showed us like sardines for a three to four months voyage straight. But, but, and what was the food rations that you would give them? Um, right. You know, what they showed us, they always gave us some type of um, oatmeal or some porridge or something. Yeah, shit. some kind of, yeah, they had in the bowl, you know. How would you know keep their food fresh enough? Right, right, right. What did they, how did they keep that food fresh for three to four months? Now, you can probably keep oats pretty well, but then in order to make it soft and palatable, well, damn, you need water, don't you? So, Tico, you cutting into your water supply, you know, for the food rations, you know, in which that you're supposed to be giving for, to those to drink. You know, right. but food, water, looking at people who would be vomiting um, because they would be seasick. You're looking at um, nausea. Um, you're looking at urine, feces. Uh-huh. You know, not just feces, diarrhea. You know, uh, um, the areas, you know what I'm saying? Who cleaned this shit? <laughs> who cleaned it? How could you, I mean, you're talking about a disease written ship. Right, right. That's exactly what you're talking about. You know, that's exactly what you're talking about. So, we know that there were, quote-unquote, Africans who did come here, but they came on their own information. They came on, they came on their own free will. They were not that's slaves. Right. All right? We're talking about Mansa Abu Bakari, Kiata the first, well, the second is who we're going to talk about, who was the brother to Mansa Musa, but he got on a boat, and not just one boat, but several boats, in particular, the first boat in which that he had, the first boat that he had to sail over to the Americas. It was 200 ships. Allegedly, one returned in which that the captain of that ship told the tale that they came upon some rough waters and he turned around. But he seen the others go off into the fog. Mm-hmm. So he didn't see them get destroyed or anything. He just said that he seen them continue on. Now, he turned around to tell the tale. Now, Master Musa is spoken of having been told what he knew. And this is what we have. It's just a story, you know, coming from um, Master Musa and different others who spoke about this voyage. And, And the crazy thing is that we're talking about 800 years. All right. Almost 800 years. All right. We're talking about the 1300s. All right. 1311. 1312 is when these ships set out. You know, the Malians are gathering um, evidence now 
you know, that in, that in 1312, uh, Mansa of the Emperor of King Abu Bakari second landed on the coast of Brazil in a place known as um, Ratified, or Ratified. Mm. You know, um, and, and the reason why they came to that conclusion because another name for that area before they came that was called Pernambuco, in which that they believe is a, um, an abbreviation of, the, of a Mandingo name for a rich gold field. In which that that was a name um, of wealth in Mali, in the Mali Empire, or Malian Empire, called uh, Buru Bembo. Mm. All right, so they saying that that name is very reminiscent to the Malian name. All right, and they was Malian. They was descended of the Dogon. The Mandinka, the Mandinko people, in which that the Avians keep talking about that they brought over here. Oh, we brought the Mandingos over here. No, you didn't bring the Mandingos over here. The Mandingos came over here on their own free will during 1311 and 1312. Go, just, just do your research on Abu Bakari. Yeah. You know, he was, you know, he was a, um, a African emperor who ruled Mali. And the word Mali means where the kings lived. In the 14th century, and he discovered America nearly 200 years before Christopher Columbus. All right? And then, so Abu Bakari, the second, the voyage king, as he was called, once ruled what was the richest and largest empire on earth, covering nearly all of West Africa. It was larger than the so called Holy Roman Empire. And then, so Muslim was his brother. As he was going on his famous Hajj in 1324 and formed the scholars of um, Mamluk um, Bari, the Sultan's court. Um, and that, that was in um, Cairo in Egypt. You know, um, he was talking to the brother of um, Sultan Abu Bakari about his brother um, had undertaken two expeditions into the Atlantic Ocean. And that according to the Malian scholar, um, Deawara, in his book, The Saga of Abu Bakari II, he states this. He said, virtually all that is known of Abu Bakari is from the accounts of Chihab al-Umari. Al-Umari visited Cairo after Master Musa stopped there during his historical hajj to Mecca and recorded a conversation between Musa and his host, Abu Hassan Ali ibn Amir Habib. And according to Musa, Abu Bakari became convinced that he could find the edge of the Atlantic Ocean and outfitted an expedition of 200 ships to find it. Only one of the ships returned. The captain related that the expedition had come to a river with a powerful current in the ocean. And it says the current took most of the fleet away, after which the captain turned back. Now, according to Musa, Abu Bakari was undeclared and launched even a greater expedition with himself at the head, departing with 2,000 vessels for his men and a light number for supplies. All right? Now, this has to be some gigantic ships. 
the whole supplies, all right, for this two to four months voyage. And it says 2,000 of them. Mm. So he already, he already sells over 200 in 1311. This one here, he did in, 
fight their course by looking at the stars. The Dogon was the astronomers in which that they did observations and of of the calculations of the stars from from um their movements, they track the movements of the stars in the sky. You can get this from a book called Serious Mysteries by Robert Temple. Another one called Serious Connections by Murray. Mm, okay. It's a book what they never told you in history class. So it, it tells you in there on page 234. The first Americans were black. That's right. It says the scholarly Latin author C.C. McQuees explains the strong possibility that black people were the first people in America out of which later came the red race. The so-called Indians as you refer to the mass. He goes on and he says, it is likely that we repeat the long ago the Yuko America was also a Negro continent and that the Ultimas of Mexico and the Chacora of Haiti and the Montaya of Brazil and the albinos of Panama or the remains of the aboriginal Negro race out of which later developed what is now known as the red race mm-hmm. or Indian race as they are called right or the American race whichever term that you want to refer to them as but even the ones in which that was called red when you take a copper penny the various colors of the copper penny, we correlate to the original definition, like Brother L said about the term American. Mm-hmm. We correlate to the color. Right? All right. Brother L. Yeah. I know you yeah. got the definition. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, like I said uh, before, uh, even the word even even Mali, like a, a lot of European uh, girls name themselves Mali, and I heard one time uh, I forgot who I heard it from, but I said that's the word that's the name where it comes from. Most people don't know that. Right. Uh, M O L L Y comes from the uh, African term M A L I. From the Mali right. Empire. Right. M A R U or I. Right. In which they have to get the word American later on. is from the word Mali because the R and the L's are interchangeable consonants. And then the vowels, you know, can be utilized in which way? Just like you to use the U, the O, the A, it still means the same thing. Let me look up the word American. I think it was Webster's um, Dictionary, American Dictionary, I think it was yeah. 1828. 1828. Right, 1828. Right, and um, later on, you can see it in the 1936 version and the 1937 version of the Webster's on the Bridge 20th Century Dictionary or the Webster's Universal Dictionary. And it says an Aboriginal or one of the various copper colored Found on the American continent by the Europeans. The original application of the name. Mm-hmm. The original application of the name. So the whole point is that they want to 
think or make you think that you just came here for some slave ships 400 years ago. That it's still probably. When the vast majority of you was already here, we took my 85 to 92% of your genetic structure was already here prior to the 400 years ago slave trade, as they refer to it as. Only 8 to 15% of your genetics recently came from Africa, in which that even if you go to um, Emory University, and they did a, um, a thing on slavery um, back in the um, early 2000s, in which that they speak about that less than 500,000 so-called Africans came here or was brought here on slave ships over the 400 years, in particular from um, 1619 to 1865. Mm. Okay? That was here to North America, less than 500,000. Okay? Now, we know that the Egyptians, Nubians, in ancient times had seagoing vessels. They have metronature or pictographs of this. All right. The Omex also said to not just be Malians, as they came from out of, and, and had a Mandinka, the, uh, spoke the Mandinka language, a Mandese language, but they came from out of the Kushite Empire, thus making them also Nubian or Egyptian mm-hmm. Nubian or what we refer to now as Egyptian or Sudanese. All right? I don't even like using the word Nubian per se. Um, some say Abyssinian, some say Ethiopian, some um, use these particular terms. All right? But when you look up the word more, you can see that it correlates to Ethiopia, in other words, the Kushites, and the Kushites ruled Egypt. They was the priest line, the Amin Ra priesthood, the Amin priesthood were Kushites. Kushites, Kushites. Okay. Now, you go to the book. Um, let me get back here to America. You go to the book, Books, Letters, and Notes of North American Indigenous People of America. This is by George um, Catlin, 1841. 1841 now, this is what he says. He says, all primitive tribes known in America are dark, copper-colored, with jet black hair, while most possess curls in the extreme what we call nappy, and every level of wavy hair in between. The texture of hair is generally fine, soft, silk, or coarse or harsh. Mm. The hair of the men falls down to their hams, in other words, their buttocks, and sometimes to the ground, and is divided in plaits and slabs, two inches wide and filled with a profuse Profusion of glue 
in earth, which becomes very hard and remains unchanged for year to year. Today, this form of hair is called locks. Right? Now, what he said from unchanged from year to year, that was the way he stated. Well, you go to the OMEC, who are the mothers of civilization here in the Americas as the mass, you can see the braids on the on the sculptures or the statues. All right, that is no coincidence. All right, there's a picture of um baby Jack who was called a he was a, a Cree Indian. And he has locks. But yet he would be classified as a so-called Cree Indian. But he's very dark-skinned. Right? We know that Virginia passed two acts in 1682 that combined Native Americans and Africans into one category. Negroes and other slaves. And this is written record of the voyage in 1524. Of Giovanni D. was um, Verrazano. Now, Verrazano is where you get the Verrazano Bridge at in New York. But he mm. states, as recorded in the letters to Francis I, King of France, July the 8th, 1524, he says, Please note the description of the natives. They are dark in color, not unlike the Ethiopians, with thick black hair and not very long, tied back behind their heads like a small tail, as the physique of these men, they are very well proportioned, of medium height, a little taller than we are, and they have broad chests, strong arms and legs, and other parts of their body are well composed. Mm-hmm. Now that was in 1524, Brother L. That was before the so-called slave, 100 years before the so-called slave trade. Right. Slave trades started in 1619, and they say that it was 20, quote-unquote, slaves that was brought here. Now, you know the word slaves could have been used. Right. And that word comes from Yugoslavia, the Slavics. Exactly. But they said exactly. Negroes. They said Negroes, but they turned the word Negroes into Africans in order to make them think that you just came from Africa. So by utilizing the term, instead of American Negro, and you now want to use African American, it disconnects you from this land, and this is what they want. This is their trick. Exactly. Okay. Now, now an- another one, this is from um, Jorge or um, 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 Mangler. A Mexican Society of, Ge- um, of Geography Statistics. This is what he says. Josie, Josie Mengler. He says, in 1862, I was in the region of San Andres, a town in the, in the state of Veracruz in Mexico. He says, during my ex- um, excursions, I learned that a colossal head has been unearthed a few years before. On my arrival at the hacienda, I asked the owner of the property where the head was discovered. He took me to it to look at mm. it. We went, and I struck, and I was struck with surprise 
as the work of art, it is without extravagant, um, 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 he said um, that it was a work of art, a magnificent sculpture. What astonished me was the Ethiopic type represented. I reflected that there had undoubtedly been Negroes in this country and that they have been in the first epoch of the world. Mm. The first epoch of the world. And that's the reason why my book is called what? The First World Order. That's right. The epoch of the world. So when you read about these so-called black gods, as they want to say, of ancient America, of these Moors, this is what was said. R.A. Jarabani, he says, in ancient Egyptians and Chinese in America, he points out, the black began in his career in America, not as slaves, but as masters. Hmm. All right. Now, Professor Wiener of Harvard University, in his book, Africans and the Discovery of America, volume three, he states, he shows how the culture of America was so closely resembled the African culture that the one must conclude that the African origin of America. <laughs> now, we, now, 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 we ain't talking about 400 years ago. All right? Because you get the book um, Forbidden Archaeology by Michael Creedmoor, there was a blast that was carried out in Dorchester, Massachusetts, where they found a vase, like a bell-shaped vase with exquisite carving at the bottom of it, and it dated back two point no, it dated back six hundred million years ago. So we've been here on this continent of North America, Central and South America, for, for over six hundred million years, which is four hundred million years before the so-called continental drift, in which that was told to us in science class which is when the titanic plates of the earth shifted because of volcanic activity or some other type of classic, uh, 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 classic um, destruction or disaster in which that occurred. What really happened is that the earth has been growing for over billions and millions of years. 300,000 um, tons of stardust energy forced on the planet Earth daily. Water falls to the earth daily from outer space, mm-hmm. as they say, from outer space. And to accommodate, it grows just like you grow. You grew during puberty. Well, the earth grows too. All right, this is nothing new. All right, now it goes further and it says the black gods and messiahs were worshipped in the new world before Columbus. African and American were in all possibility once joined as it was, right? I think you said that earlier, Brother L. Mm-hmm. Geologically, botanically, and zoologically, they were all very related. Of course, camels, yeah. tigers, elephants have all been found here in North America. Pangea. Pangea. Right. Now, once again, that was 400 million years. If we was already here 600 million years ago, that's 400 million years before the continental drift in which that separated the continents and pulled them apart 
and science class that told you that happened 200 to 250 million years ago. So we was already here before the continent was driven. As Prophet Noble Jali told us in chapter 47 of the Holy Quran. Brother El, you have the Holy Quran on you? Uh, uh, not. Uh, you usually have it on me, but I ain't got it on me this time. Okay. So, but in there, Prophet Nubadali speaks about that. Okay? Now, C.C. McQueen, who was a historian, a botanist, a military general, from ethologist, not only did he see um, these faces, he spoke also again that the Negro type is seen in the most ancient Mexican sculptures. And Negroes figures frequently in the most remote traditions of some American Pablo. It is to this race doubtless belongs the most ancient skeleton. Distinct from the oh, red oh, 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 Darlene. What 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 yes. chapter you said that was? No, this this is um that was in um but they never told you in history class. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Holy Quran, chapter seven. Okay, cha- um, chapter forty-seven. Forty-seven, forty-seven. Yeah, I got. It. Oh, yeah, I got. Have, I have it here. Okay. Is this the so, Egypt, the capital of the empire of the Dominion of Africa? Yeah. So after I read this, we can get back to that right quick. Okay. And so he says, undoubtedly, the most ancient. Skeleton belongs to us, distinct from the red, uh, um, red um, American race, or so-called Indians, which have been found in various places from Bolivia to Mexico. It is likely that we repeat, America was a Negro continent. This is what he said. This is in his book. Um, the archaeological studies, um, um, the studies of um, archaeological studies. Um, archaeological studies and um, ethnographic um, studies, volume one, and it was written in 1920. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, let's get back to the um, to the landmass, brother. L. Read that portion for everybody to get a little glimpse of it. Okay. Okay, it's chapter 47. It's Egypt, the capital empire of the Dominion of Africa. One, the inhabitants of Africa are the descendants of the ancient Canaanite from the land of Canaan. Two, old man Cush and his family are the first inhabitants of Africa who came from the land of Canaan. Three, his father, Ham, and his family were second. Then came the word Ethiopia, which means the demarcation line of the dominion of Amexum, the first true and divine name of Africa. Dividing of the land between the father and the son. For the dominion of Cush, north, east, south, east Africa, and northwest, and southwest was his father's dominion of Africa. Five, in later years, many of their brethren from Asia and the Holy Lands joined them. Six, the Moabites formed the land of Moab, was received permission from 
the pharaohs of Egypt who settled and inhabit northwest Africa. They were the founders and are the, the, the true possessors of the present Moroccan empire, that is America. Most people think, when you think about Morocco, they think you're talking about northwest Africa. No, that is the Moroccan kingdom. The Moroccan empire is here, what they call America. Okay, so I'm going to go on. Uh, with the Canaanite, with their Canaanite, Hittite, and Amorite brethren who were sojourned from the land of Canaan seeking new homes. Seven, the dominion and, and inhabitation extended from the northeast and southwest Africa across the great Atlantic, even into the present North, South, and Central America, and also Mexico and the Atlantis Islands before the great earthquake, which caused the great Atlantic Ocean. Hmm. Want me to go on? I think that's it right there, Brother L. That, that's what we wanted. We wanted to show how we was in Mexico, and now not only is it verified in Chapter 47 of the Holy Quran, Chapter 7, but we have Albion's who verified that information, and Hispanics, quote-unquote, Latinos, or quote-unquote, um, Mayans, who verify that information, too. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, my wife and I went on a cruise to Mexico to Tulum, um, on Cabal um, 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 and Tulum. Tulum, uh, we went, I think it was 2012. And when we was on the cruise and we got off and we jumped on the bus in order to go to the pyramids, the bus guy, who was actually um, an archaeologist, anthropologist, um, um, by train, who was taking us there to the pyramid, told us. He said something that happened four years ago. Now, of course, this is 2012, and he said four years ago, of course, that was Obama becoming president of the United States. That was 2008. So he said something happened four years ago in which that, four years ago in which that made him have to tell the truth. And so the Europeans was trying to dictate the conversation, and he said, no, we already know your history. Um, um, you know, that's what to everybody. We don't even want to hear that. I am going to speak to them. You talking about to mm-hmm. us? He said, do you know that, y'all are the, that the Omex were Nubian Egyptians and that y'all are descended from them and that, y'all are, that the Omex are the mothers of civilizations here in Mexico? Now, he was saying all this, and I got it on tape. He said a whole lot more. But we asked him, what do y'all refer to us here as in the Americas? Us dark-skinned people or brown-skinned people, as they want to say, um, as we say Moors. He said Morenos. Hmm. We call y'all Morenos, Morana, which is for the females, Morana, and Moreno for the males. He said, we refer to y'all as Moreno. Now, Moreno is the key word, which means brown complexion or brown complexion um, within um, Latin or, as you say, Spanish. Man is Latin. Moreno. And that's what he said they refer to us here as. Now, for mm. some people, we shot. They were shot. But my wife and I, um, actually, um, another Mexican early than that, back when we went to Mexico in 2007, 
on what do they, and he was a Mason. This one here was a Mason, and he said the exact same thing. He referred to George Moreno. So they do not call us Negroes. Peep that. Hmm. They do not call us Negroes. Negroes is the object. It describes the thing. And when you go to, when you go to the um, computer department, what is, uh, um, you know, it can be Office Depot or Office Max. It is, or both of them combined now. Or it can be Staples or whatever. Or you can go to um, Best Buy. Go to the computer section and look on the box and you see um, for black that the name is Negro. So you got a black computer down at the bottom is in Spanish and it says Negro. So Negro is describing an object. Mm-hmm. The description is not a noun. They refer to it as Moreno and Morena. which is a noun. That's why you find when the word is shortened from Spanish or Latin, so we spoke Latin also. It's called Moorish Latin, but we spoke Latin. And that's why the Albion books, such as law books and medical books, are full of nothing but Latin. There's a dead language, but damn, they have to learn it in order to get the hell out of medical school and to get the hell out of law school. So they do them dead. But anyway, another article, African, Afro-Americans in pre-Columbian Mexico, Diane Wirtz. This is what she says. She says, numerous portraits of Negro people in the Mesoamerica can be found in two books by Alexander von Wittenow, Art of Terracotta Pottery in Pre-Columbian Central and South America, and Unexpected Faces in Ancient America. Wuno has been criticized by numerous anti-diffusionists in the past. Many of his portraits of the sculptures from private collections cannot be authenticated. However, his latest publication contains black and white photos of sculptures I photograph in color at Jalapa Museum. So this is in the Mexico Museum. All right? And it says here, both pieces, which is talking about there's two heads, and they are Negroes, and it says these both both pieces are in the group or in the room at the museum which contains sculptures from Barrel Cruz. It says no information was given on these heads, but they were clearly that of Negroes, black race. All right, we go even far that even California was named after a Moorish queen, a Moabitess queen by the name of Khalifa. Yep. And we know that Mexico was once part 
uh, 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 California was once part of Mexico. Right. Before, before they started closing it off, as they would say. That's where Mexico got its name from, the Omex. Right, the Omex, exactly. And this article that verified in We the People, Volume 1, Section 1, November 2003, do you know the genetics of Native Americans? And it says all these, it says right here. It says what most people don't know is that there is a difference between an American Indian, full blood, who has predominantly Mongolian genes and Negro Americans, pure blood, original Negro genes. The people that you see today, light skin, various shades from beige to red, and even some dark brown, of course, by mixing, have shovel teeth. Oval features in straight circular and hollow hair. All of these traits were inherited from their Chinese ancestors, which is half their blood. And in most cases, the Mongolian race dominates the Negro gene. These American Indians are the children of the true Native Americans that were Negroes as the Olmecs. Yes, the original Native American tribes were all Negroids. The American Indians of today are a mixture of the Omex, the original blacks from Negro roots, and Hisusen from China, as well as Dravidian East India, who crossed the Bering Strait and created the Aleutian um, American Indians um, related to the Eskimos, a mixture of East Indian and Oriental. These Hicksians or Mongolians today, known as Chi- um, um, or Chinese, who sailed over here from China in the year 459 AD. The East Indians who walked over here much, much later mixed in with the Negro Omex, who, as you know, were originally from Africa, as it has been proven in recent times by much excavation and uncovering along the now that all human life originated in Africa. These ancient Negro Omex are the parents of the American Indian today. But the most accurate way to confirm the existence of the Native American Blacks on Earth is these days is through genetic research. These are several ways that genetic proves which are all, um, which of all the races that make up the human species on the planet Earth first. In an effort to answer the question, scientists did a study on the mitochondrial DNA and contained in the mitochondrial of cells, passing out, um, passed only through the female. Now, they did a recent test on the brother genetics, and he was from South, um, South Carolina, brother L. Yes, huh? South Carolina. And guess how far back his genes tested? Over 338,000 years ago. And then niggas from South Carolina. Right next door to you. Right, right next door. And now that's 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 more. That's those genes in America is much more ancient than any timeline in which they have given scientifically. As they state that we was not even here in America. Dating back 
no more than probably twenty to 30,000 years ago. But his damn genes date back to over 338, almost 340,000 years ago, Brother L. Hmm. Damn. See, they, you know, they keep coming up with this bullshit root shit. No, this root bullshit. Right, right, exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, some even say, you know, um, Lepont, as well as um, James Church Ward, and others say America might have been even inhabited first. Right. Matter of fact, right, there's, there's a book. Um, it's called Ancient Mystic Oriental Masonry by Swineberg Clymer. This is what he says, Brother L. Check this out. All right. Following the thoughts of constellations, those immovably and perpetually fasten upon America or reach, it will appear that which all that is sublime in the historic past centuries upon Egypt, all that is sublime in the historical past centuries upon America, which is Atlantis. He calls America Atlantis. And as the curtain which has hitherto hither, or hitherto, excuse me, concealed the prehistoric connection between the people of ancient Egypt and of America is lifted. It will be seen that the people of the eagle on the now being descended from the original people of the eagle on this continent, and the two, and the twine of one, and that prehistoric America was the original Egypt or eagle land prior to the mighty disposition of the days of Pelag, which is uh, when the earth was divided and the great globe itself was nearly rent asunder. Now, this is the same thing that Prophet Noble Charlie just basically mm-hmm. said. Say, Agassi, this is what he says. He said, first being among continents, America has been forcefully dominating, um, dominated the new world. Hers was the first dry land lifted up out of the waters. Hers was the first shore wash by the um, ocean that enveloped all the earth beside. And while Europe was represented only by islands, um, raising here and there above the sea, America, Atlantis, they call America Atlantis now, already stretched in the unbroken land, line of land from Nova Scotia to the far west. Mm. Now, yeah, brother, they, they found 18 temples of ancient Egyptian in Arizona. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's been said before that maybe civilization doesn't start in Africa, it start here. Right. But they don't tell us the ancient information. But like you said, at least 600 million years we've been here. Now, of course, we found some relics in which that dates back to Africa, as um, I stated in the article that I read before. In which that leads us to um, think or know that we are African in a sense. For the South Africa, uh, from the book Forbidden Archaeology by Michael Creemore and um, Richard L. Thompson, they speak specifically about a blast that was carried out in which they had disgorged over 200 metallic spheres. And these round objects of, of, of metal um, had, um, at least three of them had exquisite carbon or um, at the equator, 
or had a um, 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 carbon at the equator. Symbolically mm. to like the earth. All right? Symbolically to, matter of fact, they were shaped like the earth, flattened at the poles and oval shaped like an egg. You turn the egg right. sideways. All right? And they found over 200 of them. All right? That was long before the European ever existed. Brother, they say that this dates back to 2.8 billion years. 2.8 billion, not million, billion. And then you have some Negroes who don't do any study, try to challenge me, and I'm like, go and read the damn book. That's right. It's called Forbidden Archaeology, The Hidden History of the Human Race. Not of mankind, of the human race. Exactly. Not kind to a man. No, like a, like a man. The human race, period. Right. So we were thinking that we just came from Africa, you know what I'm saying, 400 years ago, when all this information tells us that we was already here hundreds, millions of years ago. Exactly. As a matter of fact, Jack D. Forbes, um, in his book, um, Africans in the Story of America, he says tens of millions of Native Americans who disappeared after 1492 did not all die in the Holocaust inflicted within the Americas. He says many thousands were sent to Europe and Africa where their descendants still live. Now, the mm-hmm. difference between Americans is that we have hollow, if you check the top four teeth and then the bottom row four teeth, we have within out of those eight teeth, we have hollow, all right, we have hollow, um, or what they call shovel teeth behind our teeth. And that shows that we were here and that we do have ancestry mixed with the Chinese who came in 459 AD. Mm-hmm. All right, so known as a Native American. Or uh, in this particular case, because we know that we really are the pure blooded Native Americans or indigenous or Aboriginal Moors, but the so called red Indians or Indian race, as they refer to them as. All right? So we know that if you look at the Indians, that, that they are um, Mongolian especially the ones in the plains area in which that came down from out of the Barren Straits, from out of Alaska, down into Canada, down into what we refer to here as the so-called states. A lot of them of the plains Indians, um, especially in the upper of the northwestern portion, have more Mongolian genes. But if you check the ones in the south, along the eastern seaboard, all the way across the, um, the Great Lakes, and even up along California, you will find that these original Omex slash Washita slash Folsom slash Twas, we already lived and we already were here by the millions, right before 459 AD. Mm-hmm. Okay? When the Chinese smelt on over there. As a matter of fact, in the 
early 1900, Dr. Stokes, my sociology teacher in college, played a tape for us in sociology class in which that the sociologists said that at the turn of the century, they was trying their best to reclassify the Chinese because these are the Chinese who was there during the so-called gold rush in 1849 and the ones who helped build the allegedly the uh, the western um, trail uh, uh, um, not trail trail um, they built the western train um, trailway or the line for the train well guess what the sociologists came up with that they will reclassify the Chinese as Indians. Mm. So we get more Indians being claimed at the 19 um, during the turn of the 1900s to being Indian instead of Chinese, and then we see by 1850. <laughs> Thing was eight no eighteen eighteen. I think it was eighteen. Go, go ahead, brother L. Yeah, that's that's why my great grandmother looked the way she looked. But she picture was I sent you. Right, she was watching to a Choctaw, right? Yeah. And see, they don't want to tell us that from sixteen oh nine until the early eighteen hundreds between. Um, a half to two thirds of the so-called whites were in the, um, that was here in the New World was bought as slaves. They referred to them as indentured servants. But these so-called white slaves lived in forests, they drained swamps and built roads. They worked and they died in greater numbers than anyone else. Many of the Union um, soldiers who made up the ranks of Lincoln's army in southern Ohio, um, west. North, uh, Western North Carolina, Eastern Tennessee, Southern Illinois, uh, Kentucky, and elsewhere were survivors of so-called white slavery. And the descendants of these so-called white slaves, it was mostly mm-hmm. Irish. Now, people don't believe, get the book, Huffman. They were white and they were slaves. The untold history of the enslaved whites in early America. Right. That's the name of the book. There's another book by Don Jordan and Michael Welch, and it's called White Cargo. The, right. the, forbidden, the forgotten history of Britain, Britain's white slaves in America. The story of Irish slaves in America and the Caribbean. They had in one, okay. one of those books, I can't remember, uh, they had sent, uh, sold 8,000 European, but they said white slaves in Africa in the 15th century. Well, in the 15th century, you know, uh, what no hardly no so-called white settlers in Africa. So who bought those slaves in Africa? Who do they sell those slaves to? To the African queens and kings over there. Right. Well, we know that from the book, um, from the books, um, Ancient and Modern Britain by David Matricci. That those European countries, France, 
Portugal, Spain, um, so-called Great Britain, the United States, all owed us tribute and paid us tribute in order to even sell the so-called seas. They say the seven seas, but actually there's over 32 seas. But in order to even sell the damn seas, they had to pay us. That's where the term blackmail came from. <laughs> All right. Matter of fact, according to Paul L. Williams, PhD now, he said at the time of the of the ratification of the Constitution in 1788, there was less than 50,000 slaves in America, and the vast majority of them were white. Mm-hmm. And he ain't talking about um, you know what I'm saying? Like Josh talking about a free white person and um and white people, which is in the Black Soul Dictionary. He ain't talking about um the nationalization process. As a matter of fact, Jay Winter's night um will interview Louis Farrakhan and Louis Farrakhan explained that forty nine percent of those who are inhibited um who inhibit um native lands or reservations are not Indian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now hidden colors Three goes further in states that around 1895, 1896, the pale man, or so-called Albion, so-called white man, was the privilege to be classified as Indian so that he could get free land and education and various other benefits from the government. And they go as far as saying that about 80% of the Indians you see today are white. So, it's between 49, which is damn near 50 to 80%. So we're really talking about approximately 65% of the so-called Indians you see today on these reservations are actually white. And this is how the so-called Indians became pale or white is because they was able to buy their way in by giving $5. This is what we call the $5 Indian, or as I call it, the $5 man. Yeah. Okay. You know, what's your take on it, Brother L? Because you know what happened? 1895 through 1896, that was on the Reconstruction era. That was on the Reconstruction era. And people found out that they could bribe their way onto the DOS roll by simply paying $5? Yeah. Mm. That's why they call themselves white anyway. The God, right. the God, no, give them the God, rule of the land status. Right. You know, uh, uh, dealing with uh, when the a lot of people don't know another thing. What a lot of people don't know is that they talk about Abraham Lincoln freeing the slaves. Well, actually, he had no authority to do that. Right. Because he wasn't commander in chief. Right. And why? Because civil war was never declared. Right. Only thing was declared. Only thing was declared was what referred to as what? Martial law. Yeah. Martial law was declared. As a matter of fact, it's never been dissolved. We've been no. in martial And the people have been enemy of the state. You know, since then. They just haven't been enforced. They just don't they enforce it anytime they get ready. 
You don't really right. have to declare. Right. What were you that, saying about 1895? Yeah, that was during the Reconstruction era. Now we know that um, during the, um, right before the Reconstruction era, we was doctors, lawyers, sheriffs. Exactly. Um, uh, mayors, we was governors. You know, we was we was um, even president. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, before the Reconstruction era. But when the Reconstruction exactly. era and they brought in Jim Crow, when they brought in Jim Crow, who brought in Jim Crow? Jim Crow, from what I found out and did my research on, he was a black, he was a so-called black man, a more or native indigenous aboriginal. Now, when you check and find out that during the Reconstruction, they had to settle down the so-called Negroes. This is what, um, during the same time, we found out of the Mohawk Convention. Look up Mohawk Conference, as they called it. The uh-huh. Mohawk Conference. And when you do your research on the Mohawk Conference, you will find out that they say that we had to, we have to um, do something about the Negro problem. But goddamn, uh-huh. why you don't call Hold up, hold up. The Negro problem, why you don't call, call it the damn... <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Why would you call it the Mohawk Conference and then refer to it or that in it that you have a Negro problem? Huh. Well, that's because the Negroes were the Mohawks, but the original natives, indigenous people of North America, North of Mexico. That's why. Remember, Noah Jolly said in his oral statements and prophecies, that before the Europeans came, Moors lived all up and down the Mississippi. Yes, you had already structured government. Right, and we know that for right, we know that for a fact because so-called Thomas Jefferson, who was a Moor, Benjamin Franklin, who Queen Harvard stated, was actually Benjamin. Who was actually Benjamin Banneker or Ben Bay Emmanuel Muali, aka Prince Hall? That's right, that was the cipher. Right, and the Albion, which had its own picture, is a person by the name of Richard Sand um, Sanders. Mm. Okay, so. This is this is this is what is going on. A lot of reconstruction. It was the reconstruction era of history. And so you have to come up and meet the fathers of African history, the anthropologists who created the field of African studies and African and Af- um, African American studies um, in today's universities and institutions. They were the teachers of W. B. Du Bois, um, Zora, um, um, Neil Houston, um, and, and among others. But if you go and read The Miseducation of the Negro and The Education of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson, in particular, the, um, the, um, the Miseducation of the Negro, he states in there. Brother L, mm. he states in there that very few of us came from Africa. And I'm quoting him. That's exactly what he said. He said, very, he said, we are not African-Americans or Afro-Americans because very few of us came from Africa. Mm-hmm. 
Now, this book, oh, now, this book, book was written when? This book was written in the 19, uh, let me see. He was a Harvard, as you know, he was Harvard educated. Matter of fact, he was the second graduate of Harvard, right behind W.B. Du Bois. So, let's look it up. Mm. Education of a Negro. Mm. And when? Well, 
and say, see, this is how we want you here. <laughs> you know, that's what they tell you on roots. Right, that's what they show you on roots. Tell you, y'all came from Africa. Right, you can show me a goddamn drawing of a shit. A drawing? No, anybody can do that. A drawing, brother L. So as we just finished. Right, right, right. I go to the third, uh, third, uh, third grade classroom and tell them to do that. Exactly. And I call me a slave ship. Exactly. Now they talking about making a replica of one. Goddamn, why you got to make a replica of one? You can't find one? <laughs> <laughs> That's in the damn new museum that they do on the African History Museum up in Washington, D.C., Brother L. Right there next to the Smithsonian, they get ready to try to do a replica. But <laughs> <laughs> can't find the ship itself. Oh, yeah, they, go ahead. Right, right, right. So they're leaving out out of history in, in America over millions of years because they don't want us to be part of that. No. Only to put us to another land and tell you that you're, you know, that you're African because you have the same color or complexion. Although people on the continent of Africa might be a little bit darker, different body type or structure and look facially a little bit different, but yet you are, you are African. Exactly. Yeah, we're, not that, we're not saying that we didn't come from Africa. We're just saying that you didn't bring our asses over here on those goddamn ships 400 years ago, Africa. That was some shit y'all made up. Exactly. We were saying prior to your invasion and settlement, in all intent. That's what Abu, um, um, Abu Bakari, that's what um, the Fosos from 75,000 years ago, the Omex 5,000 years ago, the Washita 100,000 years ago, the Twa 2 million years ago, and of course the Forbidden Archaeology 600 million years ago. Anytime we go back further than six, um, 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 further back than um, six thousand years, and up to six thousand years, they was in the Caucasus Mountains or or out of sight for at least two thousand of those years, according to some texts. All right. So we know, all right, that um, they had no, there was nowhere to be found. Right. All right, until then, after the last ice age of 10,000 years ago, and matter of fact, they say blue eyes is what is pale skin didn't originate until between the 10,000 years to 6,000 years ago, which 6,000 years is the same thing that Elijah Muhammad said within Message to the Black Man. What I'm thinking about is, well, you know, like, like okay, like the, uh, the new, this new Roots movie. Okay, right. people like Lawrence Fishburne, LeVar Burton, you know, and others. Uh, have anybody ever came to them and talk about us being the original people of the Americas? I wonder if any have they ever heard it before, or have they ever heard anything about the Aboriginal or, or the word Aboriginal that they are the Aboriginal Indigenous people? 
Brother L, I'm going to do that. The grandmother. The great-grandmother. My great-grandmother who died at 101 never told me anything about no goddamn slavery. <laughs> she told me what I had to look out for was that the um, pale man, a white man, the only thing he wanted to do is steal your land. That's what my grandma, that's what my great-grandma told me. They say nothing about no damn slave shit. As a matter of fact, my um, I told my um, wife to ask her grandmother. Now her grandmother said, no, we was never slaves. We'll die. Um, um, we'd be buried in our grave before we become slaves, before we became slaves. So my, um, my um, wife asked her grandmother further, said, um, Grandma, did you know um, um, your grandmother and grandfather? Say yeah, were they slaves? Now she now now brother L she was ninety two. Uh-huh. She said yes, I knew my grandmother and grandfather. Um, did you know your great grandfather and great grandmother? She said yeah. Were they slaves? She said no. Nobody, uh-huh. brother L. Now I'm not slavery. I'm not saying slavery didn't happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that. We're not so-called black and Negro, and that we are indigenous Americans. Put it that way. Right. And that some of us, some of our bloodlines may have been enslaved. But all of us wasn't. But not all of us. Right. As a matter of fact, well, they show you in the movie, they show you that in the movie, 12 Years a Slave, or what they really did. They went up and down the goddamn Eastern Seaboard and inside portion of the Eastern Seaboard took those from the north down into the south. They showed you that in 12 years of slave. Dude was a slave for 12 years. This was an actual true story, y'all. And he was taken from out of New York down into Virginia and made a slave. We know Indians were also called Negroes. Well, right. people don't realize that before the transatlantic slave trade, that races did not exist, at least not in the way that we think of races today. Up until the 17th, 17th century, terminology that was used to describe people were a non-racial origin because one's appearance as a means of identification and specification was more significant than it was a racial ideology. That's some new shit. Mm-hmm. That's some Charles Darwin shit. Anyone with a dark complexion, regardless of their country of origin was called Negro and along with the misnomer Indian. Negro was also a youth on the term to be found in indigenous people. And that's how they was able to write this out of history. Out of history. The so-called mm-hmm. black Indian, dark skin Indian or more, as we refer to ourselves as. The process of becoming politically wrecked in history books becoming a process that will eventually write so-called black Indians out of history. Case in point, current history um, records that in 1619, the first African slaves arrived at the shores of Virginia. However, if you read the original report, the word African is not used. The report says 20-some-odd Negroes. Or again, you may remember that in the 1600s, Negroes was the term that was being used for Indians. By changing Negro to African, we would now assume that the slaves were from Africa. When actually the slaves came from America, West Indies, where mm-hmm. thousands of American Indians were enslaved. Today, Negroes have been politically incorrect and been 
replaced with African American. However, not all Negroes were African. Many were Native American. If we continue to allow history books to change the word Negro to African American, Black Indians will eventually fade into non-existence. Right? This is what it's being said. So Native Americans were also called Moors or Black people um, before the 1400s. The so-called yeah. Red Indians was a recent was recently manufactured by the Europeans. That was a recent manufacture. As a matter of fact. Um, in what's the name of Hidden Colors Three, they spoke about I and I Cody, the the um Hollywood or Hollywood Indian, um Hollywood Indian who was um actually born of two Italian immigrants. Right, right. He, he didn't even have a drop of damn Native American blood in him, but most of the damn Native Americans looked like him, a European whitewashed lie. Okay. So now, what have I told you? Like we said earlier, that more than 85 to 92 percent of so-called black people in the United States are direct descendants of Moors who came from two major indigenous groups, but were split off into different tribes, regions, and tongues of North America continent. One was the Washita of North America, and the other was the Omec. Of South America. The Euro invader took your land, your inheritance, your birthright, and your legacy, and you were not a slave in business. All right? You was not a slave, but in business, and they know it. The vast majority of you were not slaves. Some of y'all, or some, do have slave ancestry. There's no doubt about that. And oftentimes, these are the ones in which that are real scary, fearful, because inside of them, um, their genes have been, you know, passed down, and we know emotional states and those things cause you later on not to question, not to buck the system, or not to, you know, um, go against um, certain ideas and things like that. So, yes, some of us have those genes, so we care not to go any further into information. We will we'll stay happy and content with what we have, the little that we have, living check to check. This is my control. The word government itself means damn mind control. The word government gov, mm. comes from the word governor, which means to control. The word mint is short for mental, which means mind. Mind mm. control. My right. control, y'all. You know? And if you don't believe me, once again, do your work. Do your study. There's another book by um his name. Deveris uh D. Don uh, Bartholomew de la Casa. Right? He states this. This is slaves in America now. In America. The other Europeans settled in Hispaniola, um, Cuba, which is was named Isabella after Queen Isabella, and San Juan along the coast of Terra Firma, pearls of Honduras, Yucatan, Venezuela, and Guatemala, and Nicaragua. 
in other several parts of America. Right? Now, he called them Indians. Uh, America was India. Right? After Indians. Remember, this is what Columbus said. Columbus said he um, sold, um, sailed to India in order to find spices and, and shit. This is what they told you in school when you was coming up. But anyway, they landed unannounced on the habitations of the Indians, which is the Moors. They set fires to many men up to three to four hundred, and they drove them into chains, burnt in the um, born in their ships. The hungry and the thirst set destroyed parts, and what remained was taken to Panama and Peru. So this is once again is up and down the East Coast, um, um, up and down. Um, not the East Coast, but up and down um, North, Central, and South America with the slave trade. It says, where the Spaniards exchanged them for gold, silver, and pearls. He said, I've calculated the numbers of Indians, Moors, who were taken in my time by these pirates. It was over three million. Hmm. So there, 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 the overwhelming evidence we have for you right now. Those, those who are listening, this is the only, only abundance evidence we have for you right now. That we are the Aboriginal Indigenous people of the Americas. No doubt about it. Indian slaves became African slaves. That's what happened. And that's what we want to say. Laws that was created in 1700 eventually changed the status of many of the indigenous people of America into African slaves. This was accomplished by making all Indian tribes who were not in amnesty, which means treaty or friendly relations or good relations with the Europeans, uh, with the conquering European government, eligible to become to be slaves. Laws um, like this in 1740 laws stated that. It should always be presumed that every Negro, Indian, mulatto, and mestizo, um, people of color, is a slave, unless contrary can be made to appear. What would be contrary to made to appear? Oh, well, you go back to the first Roots movie, which I'm pretty sure Brother L.A. didn't show in this new one, uh-huh. is that the Negro had to have papers. They didn't show this? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Right. They sure he did. had to have right. He had to have papers. But in the original one, Alex Kelly did um have that in there. Whoever was the director um of that movie was at that time. All right, or writer, uh, which we know he was. Alex, well, as we said, um actually um um Arnold um um Harold excuse me Harold Corlando um was actually writer. Plagiarist was Alex Kelly. But anyway, um, it said that the tribes that you belong to did not have a treaty, which is contrary proof with the government. It says the tribe was considered an enemy, thus could be captured and sold as slaves. By the late 1700s, because slavery was being equated with African ancestry, Indian slaves were basically categorized as Africans. They, re- they reclassified you. So if you have an ancestry listed on a census as a person of color or mulatto or Negro, you may want to reconsider your true identity. All right? And that's just the fact. 
right? Because, you know, Negroes is dead in law, and the African-American is the immigrant. And if you want to say you keep African-American, then you're saying that you are an immigrant to America. You don't see the Europeans call themselves European-American. You don't hear the Asians saying they're Asian-American. Nope. It has no legal claim against the United States for slavery. So if the Negro is dead in law and the African-American is the immigrant, there's no legal claim against the United States for slavery. So hence, niggas, no reparation. <laughs> there, was no, there was no goddamn African-Americans listed as slaves in America. No. The water is completely tainted, y'all, in, in law. I'm telling you. But um, we get ready to close out, Brother L. Any closing remarks? What you, what you got to say about, about this nonsense, bro? Yeah, brother, like I say, that's why they keep on propagating these movies like the new roots and all these movies. That's what they can keep. Like I say, they can keep us disconnected from the land of America, you know. Uh, another thing, uh, what is what is the name of that book you said by George Catlin? African. African. Yep. Okay. Get that book. Can't get no planet in that, can you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you can't, brother. Right. So America yeah. has notice what we've been talking about that America has had many impacts. Impacts that dated back over six hundred million years ago. Impacts that stated um, um that happened two million years ago. Impacts that happened one hundred thousand years ago. Impact that happened 75,000 years ago. Impacts that happened over 5,000 years ago. Impacts that happened over 800 years ago. All before the Europeans stepped their goddamn foot on this land. Even before the so-called Indians. And everything that we just told you has been verified in their books. (laughs) All right. So... That's me ending off for tonight. All right, my good brother. Well, hold on. Let's see if we can get a question in. Somebody might have a question. 626-414-3535. That's 626-414-3535. If y'all are interested, give us a call in. If y'all got a question, give us a call in. you got a comment, give us a call in. Whatever the case is, that's 626-414-3535. All right, we got about 10 minutes left. If not, we're going to close it on now. I'm going to hit y'all off with some songs. It's up to y'all. All right, so once again, any questions, comments, 626-414-3535. Hit us up. All right. No callers? Nope. Oh, yep, we got Eric Code 540. Eric Code 540. You on the line? Peace, brother Aline. Peace, 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 brother Shaheen. Peace, peace, my good brother. Hey, this is uh, this is uh, James calling from uh, ATL uh, territory. Uh, I wanted to make a comment. I know you were mentioning the uh, you know the Asian connection to uh, us melanated people. And uh, I wanted to make the comment that a lot of children, specifically so-called black babies, are usually born with a really dark 
spot right over the top of the crack of the behind, and that's called a Mongolian spot. And that Mongolian spot is basically like a, a just a warehouse of melanin just sitting in the back of your spine called the Mongolian spot, which under my understanding, I'm assuming the Mongols were dark, or at least their predecessors was the, you know, the dark Asians and dark Africans and moving into Asia. So. Okay. I always wonder where the uh, connection came from. Definitely. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to make that comment. Also, um, Dr. Lee, do you know any, uh, you got any, uh, uh, connects, uh, as far as Washington down here in the Atlanta area? Yes, in the nope. Augusta area. Yes, in the Augusta area. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's a little far away, but uh, that's I guess, as close as we can get. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll shoot your email or something to get the info on that. Well, we do have awesome some, uh, some members, some national so, yes, I can put you up and down. Sure. Uh, I know uh, I called about the think tanks a couple of weeks ago, so uh, I guess I'm just trying to link up with some people uh I can link you up on Navy in Atlanta. Yeah, so just email me. Okay, which uh email? The back that email bay at Muhammad referred to, um, or as we speak about 
Nova Ali, Elijah Muhammad, Clarence 13X, are referred to us as Asiatics because we had genealogy in which that came from out of the Asian or Oriental um, area, in particular, um, Australian, all right, and also from the um, Pacific um, area of the world. So do your research and you see not only did we have African genes or genealogy, but also Asiatic genealogy, and there's a fight now going on in the so-called conscious community in which that one is trying to deny the other of the genealogy, but it's a no-go, all right? Because as African, as we would say, you know, uh, Khalid Muhammad was, Khalid Muhammad also said he was a Moor. And then mm-hmm. when he spoke about Asia, he was talking about the whole globe, in particular when the whole land masses was together, it was called Pangea, that it was called Asia. Yes. Why just claim Africa when the whole damn earth is your own home? In other words, Africa is the throne, but the whole earth is your home. He was saying that you are global people. This is what he was saying. All right, so we're gonna end off there, and we're gonna catch up back on the um as they say on the on the on flip side um next week, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're gonna be me and Brother Fahim once again, Grand Sheik, Chief, Flash. United Washington slash Pillow Wings Institute. All right, et cetera, et cetera. Be giving it all out. All right? So check this out. Peace. Whether you suffer from pain in your back to aches in your knees, come on down and purchase you some ancestral tea to get rid of all the parasites, toxins, and fleas. Spiritual elevation for cosmic gravitation. So put away the patience, because there's no time to be wasted. Ancestrialtea.com. All rights 